You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Bay Area News Group. Thanks to all, all who are following on YouTube or where, are listening wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. Here we talk about the Golden State Warriors Monday through Friday, um, and this has been obviously a really big week for the Warriors. This is free agency, right? And so at first, um, a little underwhelming from the Warriors side, right? A lot of guys were flying off the board. A lot of free agents were signing elsewhere. We saw targets like Nick Batum, who we've talked about in previous episodes, re-sign with the Clippers. Other guys like Trevor Ariza, who could have been a possible target. Wayne Ellington, another possible target. They sign with the Lakers. Uh, you get a bunch of guys going at a bunch of places, and the Warriors aren't getting anybody. And then we get a report that Kent Bazemore is signing with the Lakers, apparently turning down uh, a more lucrative offer from the Warriors. That did not bode well for Golden State, a, a, a team that has come out after the draft and said, hey, we got to come out and nail free agency. So it was not looking great. And then what happens late at night? Well, we get this report from Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports. Sources Otto Porter Jr. turned down a mid-level exception elsewhere to play for the Warriors at a minimum Otto Porter Jr. reaching an agreement with the Warriors. It is a deal that I can confirm, uh, and it is happening. Otto Porter Jr. signing for the minimum with the Warriors. The Warriors looked like losers for the first few hours of free agency. It looked like they were striking out on everybody. And then all of a sudden, we get this tweet, this report, and, and that Otto Porter is coming to Golden State. And this is a huge win. For the Warriors, right? And I wrote about it here at MercuryNews.com that this is a big need. They have addressed their huge need for an experienced perimeter player, right? That's exactly what Golden State was looking for. Even after drafting two wings uh, in Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody at 7 and 14, right? But those guys are rookies. You can't expect much of them right away. There was always a need for an experienced wing here. And there's a lot of ripple effects that we're going to get into. But first and foremost, what Otto Porter brings uh, as an uh, experienced forward who could play the three and the four spot, he shot uh, 40% from three-point range in 25 games with Chicago last year, only played, I think, three games for Orlando after getting traded there at the trade deadline in March. Um, they kind of just shut him down. He was dealing with some injuries, stuff like that. Eight-year NBA vet, not even close to what... Uh, Kaminga and Moody are as far as just being raw, right? This guy, former third overall pick. There, a lot was expected of him early on in Washington. He gets traded to Chicago, then traded to Orlando. And he kind of, at this point in his career, probably just knows what he is. And him signing to the Warriors on a on a minimum might be his way, his version of a prove-it deal. This, he's looking for, obviously, a winning environment. And if he's able to play a key role, a helpful rotation role for a Warriors team that eventually that 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 ultimately goes to the playoffs and maybe further. That's going to be big for him when he goes back into free agency in 2022, but as far as what he can do for the Warriors, 
He walks in right away as your sixth man, I think. I I, I think that's pretty clear. Even with Jordan Poole and Juan Descano-Anderson on the roster, I think he's your sixth man because it's really easy to envision a closing lineup of Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Otto Porter, who's 6'8", 200 pounds, has played some power forward in his career. You can put him in power forward, Draymond Green at center. You're not losing a ton of size, right, because you still have Draymond, who has experience playing center. He plays bigger than his body. Otto Porter, who's at 6'8", uh, Wiggins at 6'7", Clay at 6'6", and then Steph Curry at point guard. Uh, I think that's a really versatile lineup. I think with him, with Porter in that rotation, it unlocks a lot of those kinds of lineups. I think you could play him anywhere between the two and the four, honestly. Like, if Clay Thompson's not ready to go, and you're not comfortable playing Jordan Poole next to Steph Curry for some defensive reasons, you could play Porter there, right, on the wing. Him and Wiggins could play on the wing together. I don't think that there's any issue there. Still a lot of size. You're not really wanting Otto Porter to handle the ball that much, but Wiggins can do that. I mean, even Wiggins could slide over the two and Porter could play the three. Really, it's not that consequential, whoever plays the two and the three. Those got, those two spots are pretty switchable, especially in the Warriors' scheme. So I think this is a, a home run for the Warriors, especially on the minimum, right? And so when we talk about that, uh, apparently, according to Chris Haynes, uh, Porter had some more lucrative offers on the table, and I, I'm assuming it wasn't from teams that are title contenders, right? Maybe teams that don't figure to be in the playoff mix as much as the Warriors do. And so he's looking to kind of resuscitate his career in Golden State. The fact that he did so on the minimum means that the Warriors still have their $5.9 million mid-level exception of to them and because of that um they're still in play to address some of these other needs bob myers said hey we need to go add veterans in free agents Porter is a really really good start and like i said it did not look good for the warriors early on it really didn't guys and, and you know that you how long were you sitting there on twitter for hours just like who are the warriors gonna sign right and i thought when baysmore signed like they were scratching the bottom of the barrel because the reports were that Bazemore turned down more lucrative offers from the Warriors in order to sign with the Lakers. I'm like, okay, if the Warriors are are throwing more lucrative offers at Bazemore, then that doesn't bode well for them. Uh, I had one person with the Warriors say, hey, that might be a little bit agent, uh, uh, Bazemore's agent posturing a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know, really. I haven't really gotten down uh, uh, to all of that just yet. I mean, the news has just been flying in. But the fact that just a few minutes later they're able to get Otto Porter is really helpful. And like I said, at the minimum, that still means that they have that $5.9 million mid-level exception ready to use. The vet, um, An experienced wing was certainly a need. I think the biggest need for this team is a backup point guard, an experienced backup point guard. There are still guys out there available despite all the guys that signed in free agency. Possible targets like Derrick Rose have signed. But Patty Mills, uh, Corey Joseph re-signed with Detroit. Patty Mills is still out there, though. There are some other names still out there. The Warriors have that mid-level exception still available to address that need. And they can still potentially get a third big. But of the on the list of needs, I think wing and experienced backup point guard, that was probably at the top of their list. A third big for depth reasons is probably at the bottom of their list. It would not shock me if the Warriors just sort of waited for all of the smoke to clear and they were like, all right, what bigs are available for the minimum? Let's just go grab that guy because whoever they sign as a big man isn't going to play every night, right? I mean, their rotation at center is basically going to be Kevon Looney 
and James Wiseman with a healthy dose of Draymond Green, maybe even Juan Descano-Anderson as small ball fives. That's going to be their night to night in rotation, right? What they needed is just a third big who, you know, we saw last year when Looney and, uh, or Wiseman got hurt. They're basically down to just one center, and that's just not tenable for an entire regular season. So I think they'll just grab the best guy that's left on the minimum and then be like, all right, that's my that's break glass in case of emergency, uh, emergency type of center. We've got him if we need him. But again, not pro- probably not playing a night-to-night rotation role. Uh, so Otto Porter... A really, really good signing, I think, for uh, the Warriors. We can look at his stats here. Um, he aver- he's shot uh, forty over 40% from three-point range in his career. You look at the last few years here, I mean, those percentages are really, really healthy. Uh, this guy's going to be able to walk in right away, make threes from the corner, space the floor, uh, defend at a, at a relatively high level. He's a decent rebounder at his position. Actually, a pretty good rebounder at his position. Uh, you can see his assist numbers here. They're not going to blow you away, but the fact that he's averaging about two assists sev- in several seasons, despite not being like a real playmaker, this is a guy who's going to buy into his role because he has in the past. He's going to space the floor. He's going to uh, participate in Steve Kerr's motion offense. Right? He's a He's a really good ball mover. Good three-point shooter. I mean, this is, think Kent Bazemore, but better, right? That's kind of Otto Porter, right? Because he's tall, he's bigger than Kent Bazemore. So defensively, he's more versatile. As a floor spacer, his percentages over his career are better than Bazemore's, even though Bazemore is a really good three-point shooter. Um, and as a rebounder, he's better too. Uh, there's a lot to like here. I understand why I took the minimum. This is a guy who's dealt with injuries the last few years. You look at kind of the games played. Uh, it hasn't been a lot, man. Like over the last few years, he played 28 games all of, uh, last season, 14 games in 2019, 2020. You could see here the split, um, in 2018, 19, it's still not a full season. I mean, he really hasn't been healthy for quite a while. So that to me is the main concern with Otto Porter. But again, at the minimum, it's still a pretty good steal, uh, considering the upside here and what he's going to be able to give them. When he is on the court. And look, when he's not on the court, you still have Jonathan Kaminga. You still have Moses Moody. You can ask something of those guys here and there. And you still have Jordan Poole, who's able to basically step in as that lead sort of off-the-bench six-man type of guy. So um, I think uh, a really good signing for the Warriors here. Um, uh, And I'm sure much more to come from Golden State. I think we're going to get another signing at least with a a portion of that mid-level exception, if not all of it. And, and maybe another big man uh, with a minimum contract. But hey, this is just the first night of free agency. Much more to come here. Keep it locked into Locked On Warriors, available wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. Thank you to everybody who's been watching on YouTube. Subscribe, follow us along on YouTube. We'll be back again tomorrow for the Tuesdays. I'll be joined by Connell Eterno from the San Francisco Chronicle to break down the Auto Porter Jr. stuff in more depth, plus talk about whatever else is happening between now and then in free agency. But for now, thanks for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow.